Hi, and welcome to How Do We Human, the podcast where we overanalyze all the weird and uncomfortable micro-moments in life. I'm Evan Cox. And I'm Chris Binning. Today we're going to be talking about the uh, general anxiety bomb that is job interviews. Uh, but first, hey Chris, how you doing? Oh, thank you. Uh, well, I'm doing okay. I <laughs> am quite exhausted. My work shift has changed. I oh. used to be 2 to 10.30, all, you know, p.m. Okay. Uh, now I am 6 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. And it has thrown Ooh. my entire uh, body out of whack. So I am tired all of the time now. That's, yeah. So what? what's your sleep schedule like now? Uh, well, I just naturally seem to, like, stay awake for too long. <laughs> So I go to bed around, I would say 10, maybe 10.30 at the mm -hmm. latest. And then I wake up at 4.45, hop in the shower. I've pre-packed my lunch for the day, so I don't have to do that in the morning. Smart. But uh, yeah, and then I leave the apartment at about 5.15 to get to work uh, by 6. That is terrible. It is terrible. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I, a lot of the people that work in the earlier morning shift, because I didn't pick this shift, I got uh, bumped mm -hmm. by by other people more with more seniority. Seniority. Yeah, and, but a lot of the people that work in the morning are the people that have been there like 20, 25 years. Yeah, that's tough to argue with. <laughs> yeah. You've been there a year? Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> but, it's a start. Yeah. But so uh, also, I am someone who is also like 20 years younger than right. everybody else that works in the morning shift. It's um, a lot of pull that comes with age. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but one one of the, the guys who is in his oh, late 60s, mm -hmm. maybe early 70s even, um, he, he used to play with uh, Sammy Davis Jr., to give you a bit really? of a bit of age reference, <laughs> I don't know how old Sammy Davis Jr. was at the time they played together, Holy but crap. but that is uh, that is something that uh, happened. But he was showing, he was looking at something on his phone, like some meme or something or yeah. whatever, and uh, this GIF comes up and he shows uh, one of the other guys who's about his same age, and was like, "Oh, like what what show was this character from? I remember the character, but I can't remember the show." And the way he turned the phone, it like he showed me what it was too. Yeah. And he was like, "Ah, oh, don't worry about it. Like, you don't. You're too young for this." <laughs> um. But I was like, "Oh, that's Muttley from uh, Hanna Barbera's Wacky Races." <laughs> and uh, they were all they were blown away. They I schooled all those all there those uh, those people. They said they weren't, and I quote, "going to underestimate me again." <laughs> For whatever reason, that well, I was... I learned that a long time ago, not to underestimate you. Yeah, I got a wide <laughs> cartoon knowledge, and uh, that's that's really is what gains me respect uh, in my day-to-day -day life. That's a thing, like, growing up closer to when we were respectively growing up, there was a lot of just a lot of older shows on it's it's not yeah. like because i wasn't around in the 40s i haven't seen <laughs> certain shows like uh, that was a absurd amount of my childhood was watching like i love lucy yeah and i had i was like super into 
animation as a kid. Mm-hmm. And so I had like the the full books of like the Hanna-Barbera history ah, and then the cool. Warner Brothers animation history. So I I know a lot of those characters that uh, even the people that used to watch them don't I remember. Don't, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Evan, hmm? how you doing? Oh, that's such a nice question. <laughs> I'm I'm doing pretty good. Feeling good. I feel good today, Chris. Oh, all right. Even, even though it just took me like 45 minutes to get this recording set well. up. <laughs> Audition needed an update. <laughs> Other than that, I'm feeling pretty pretty dang good right now. All right. A glass of water. Yeah. Ah. Refreshing. <laughs> like a waterfall. <laughs> um, um, I, I'm going to tell you a little story about uh, just a good example of my stupid anxieties and overthinking well, things. I am which all ears. Feels uh, germane to the podcast. Is that a word? It's a word. I don't know if you used it correctly. Mm, you be the judge. I'm going to make. <laughs> I'm going to reference that every episode. <laughs> the judge, jury, and executioner. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna, I, I have a very loud voice and it's probably going to get loud, but I'm trying to try to keep my voice a little bit lower because this is a story involving people at this apartment complex. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Thin walls. Watch out. Very thin walls. Um, <laughs> so I was doing laundry the other day and I, I live in a smaller apartment complex. There are maybe 15 or 20 units here. So we only have one washer and one dryer. And I go in there, and I, um, I'm going to wash my clothes. Someone else is already washing theirs. So I'm like, oh shoot, I'll just put my stuff to the side. I go back in later, and uh, their load has finished, but they haven't moved it. Always an uncomfortable position to yes, be in, absolutely. but I needed to get my clothes clean, so I said, okay, I'm gonna move, not just move their clothes to the top of the dryer. Then when they show up, they can throw it in the dryer and get moving. Okay. Is that a dick move? <laughs> uh, I, it's, a I tough, it's, a, it's a thin line. It is a thin line. Um, do, you have to, do you have to put quarters in, in both machines? Yes. Okay. This then is, it's not a dick move. Well, strap in. <laughs> <laughs> Shit gets weird. <laughs> or maybe it does, just does to me. <clears throat> um... So after my load's done, or after I've timed it out and assumed, like, okay, my clothes should be done by now, I go to move my laundry, and there are people in there, and they're talking to each other, and it's a small little room, and I felt so like, I just immediately turned around, I'm like, I'm not gonna go in there and... Yeah. and uh, talk to people i don't know why that scares me so much I'm i don't talking know to but you right saying now. saying that story i would have done the exact I, same thing i turned i went back two or three different times and they were still in there and i turned around every time <laughs> even though i i kind of knew in the back of my head this is probably the person who's moving their clothes to the dryer and the person who's trying to start a new load and my clothes are in the way mm-hmm but I was also like, oh, I moved this person's clothes. I don't want them to be mad at me and tell me that I'm a terrible person. <laughs> so <laughs> I wait. Time goes by. And I go back. No one's in there. I'm like, great. Now I'll just move my clothes really quick. And not only had someone moved my clothes to the dryer, they put their own quarters in and started a load. Oh, okay. Which was information I didn't know what to do with. <laughs> yeah. 
it was so kind but uh, also yeah. like it, my mind always goes like is this passive aggressive <laughs> is this mean are they is everyone mad at me so i uh, was like obviously I'm, I'm not gonna just force someone else to pay for my laundry as, as nice as that was and so i i wrote a little note and put my quarters in a little baggie and just propped it up on the dryer and was just like you know thanks for thanks for moving my laundry for me here's a refund blah 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 something dumb like that okay and i went back to check out of curiosity yeah like has santa eaten the cookies has santa eaten the cookies and this is this is like oh i overthink this so much the quarters were taken Uh uh-huh the note and the baggie were left behind oh mysterious hmm that's that's weird (laughs) that they were left behind like the more i think about it the more i'm like i mean that's a totally whatever thing that the other person in this situation is not thinking about it nearly as much as i am sure but like put (laughs) at least like put the notes in the bag in like the trash or something sure that's what i did with it right or frame it and or analyze the handwriting figure out who in the building it was yes send me a, a thank you note yeah right and some quarters <laughs> um but yeah so re- realistically probably an absolutely just like a natural thing that you do you just go like oh that's super nice uh, great i get the quarters back but in my mind i'm like so what what happened there i like, do understand the like oh was this passive aggressive (laughs) how i lived too much of my life was that passive aggressive well because it's like are they telling you like hey next time you're in this situation just put them in the dryer and put the quarters in and then start that load so that the whole cycle of people doing laundry can continue okay sir my interpretation of it is quarters accepted thank you not accepted (laughs) i take your quarters and leave your nice note behind Uh uh-huh okay (laughs) thanks for paying me back but fuck you (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah i don't i i would not have interpreted that that way I would have interpreted, oh, somebody else took these quarters, and now the person who uh, was going to be thanked did not receive that refund. That's a whole new world of anxieties. I'm going to have to track that person down, or just give everyone quarters. Give everyone in the building quarters. I'll be that guy. Uh, Yeah. It's it's like being that guy that like buys drinks for everyone in the bar except significantly cheaper. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Here's a dryer load <laughs> for all of you. Dryer loads all around. <laughs> like realistically that that collectively would cost me like a little over $20, but like how awesome would it be if someone came to your apartment Hon- and was just honestly like, be pretty here's, great. Here's four four to six quarters to yeah. do a load of laundry like damn. I want to be that person. Yeah. I'm not going to, though. No. No. It's somehow, even though it's, as we have discussed, about $20, probably. (laughs) Somehow it just feels like an excessive amount of work. And would everyone truly appreciate it as much as we would? Would they be like, okay, thanks. They would take the quarters, leave the note. (laughs) (laughs) Are you about ready to move into our main topic? I am so ready to move into this main topic. (sighs) Let's talk about jobs, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's do stories from you and me. I like it. (laughs) Let's talk about jobs, baby. Let's talk about fuck. I'm already fucked it up. Let's talk about jobs. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're better at this than I am. <laughs> it's literally just replacing one word in the song. <laughs> You're a professional song parodist. Parodist. Yes. Parodist. They call me Weird Al Chris. <laughs> I don't think you replaced the right word that time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, job interviews are stressful. Yeah, I, I think that they're stressful, for sure. I've done a lot of them in my life, and at the same time, not had a crazy amount of jobs. So. Yeah, I, I, same. <laughs> I think that that's probably um, a common ratio. Yeah, I mean you can't can't hire everyone, but you you like to think you're you're a good candidate for of the course. job. Um but I have a lot of this particularly back in my hometown when I was a teenager, like trying to get that first job is such at least for me was such a difficult time. Um have do you have a lot of experience applying for jobs you are wildly unqualified for? <laughs> No, no, I typically um, will read a job description and be like, oh, I'm not qualified for this. I won't even try. <laughs> uh, there are a couple, I guess there are probably some like different writing jobs that mm, I've applied for and then yeah. been either underqualified or been qualified, but just not submitted the proper materials because when you when you apply for a writing job you have to do like writing samples on top of your resume on top of your cover letter on top of references uh so that would maybe be the only example i can think of where i you just sent in a headshot yeah i was like doesn't this guy look like a writer to you does this look like a writer on brooklyn nine nine (laughs) (laughs) and they were like yes but no proof and for the record you said that and i said definitely i meant that as in i've done that before too not definitely you're underqualified definitely (laughs) you're underqualified for writing jobs I'm not that much of a jerk. Just a little bit of a jerk. <laughs> yeah, most of uh, my unqualified, like I said, most of my unqualified job interview situations were <laughs> like getting that first job and growing up in uh, Grace Harbor County, which is a like a harbor town. I don't know if you've ever been <laughs> to a harbor area. It's no. uh, a particular area where I l- grew up is a wood area. The The town next to me supplies like all of the doors for what? all of the West Coast pretty much. Um, so there are several plants. There are wood mills and uh, like, like lumber yards and lumberjack sort of arenas. And then there's the actual lumberjack arenas. <laughs> It's a phrase I didn't mean to say. <laughs> they fight each other. But now that I've said it, I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, there's the the Simpson door mill, which I believe closed and is now someone else. But either way, yeah, they make all the doors. So trying to get that first job, all of the jobs in the area were very much manual labor jobs. Okay. Um, which I'm not a particularly in shape guy right now. But hot well, you used damn, to be ripped. I used to be so much less <laughs> in shape. Oh, <laughs> I like 
my average was maybe 135, 140 pounds and six foot one, which is a very, very rail thin person. Yes. And every single one of those job applications asks, can you lift 50 pounds? And obviously I couldn't, but I you can't apply and just say like nope no i can't do that (laughs) so i got myself in a lot of uh, job interview positions where i had to i had to lie my way in by saying like yes and and granted 50 pounds is not like a crazy thing to lift but i probably couldn't do it now either (laughs) right (laughs) Um, uh especially all day over and over again yeah as a manual labor job. Uh, so I ended up getting in a lot of positions of lying on an application, getting my foot in the door, and then having them look at me <laughs> and immediately go, oh, no, you you are never going to work here, but still having to, to do the job interview process. Well, I mean, so many job interviews are just lies. Completely. I mean, not only like on your resume or on the application or whatever, but like when you get in there and they're like, why do you want to work here? Because like, I need money. I need, it's it's the unspoken answer that is true for everybody. 100% of job applicants need are money. applying for jobs to get money. <laughs> yes. That's why we're doing this. That's, why yeah, is that it. ever a question? I don't understand that question. And I like all of those sorts of questions where it's like, yeah, there are, you. I mean, nowadays you can just look online and go like, what is the correct answer to this question? And right. there's a billion articles saying like, oh, the correct thing to say is X, Y, and Z. But is anybody, like I've, I've now at this point in my career, I've been in a couple of like interview sessions where I've interviewed potential employees or oh, okay. helped interview. And so I've been on the other end of the table. Does anyone actually want those? An- Even though it's the right answer, it's what right. they're looking for. Does anyone hear like, I want to work here because the corporate culture really lines up with my sensibilities. <laughs> it's like, what, is, what does that mean? Yeah. But that's the right answer. And it's it's like a code. You have to know the correct code and punch the numbers. And then they're like, okay, right this way. Now you go to the second interview where we actually ask you normal questions. Yeah, it is weird. A lot of first interviews seem to be just nonsense questions. Uh, I'll jump in again as someone who's been on the other (laughs) end of job interviews. There's a reason for that. And, oh, man, that first round of interviews, you get a lot of interesting people. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. Uh, Yes, uh, significantly more underqualified than even young Evan at a woodmill. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, I feel like I've gotten pretty good at job interviews. And I think a a part of that is realizing that it's kind of like... 80% 80% confidence? It's 80% confidence. I Just actually like making down, friends or dancing in public? We were, yes. It, it's, it's <laughs> I think that's what we're going to learn every is single that topic is that it's 80% confidence. confidence. When you start a podcast about like kind of being introverted and why are things hard, the answer is pretty, <laughs> 80% uh, confidence. We just tore the legs out from oh, under this no, thing. Oh <laughs> no, episode three, we cracked it. <laughs> but no, it, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, qualifications are important. But I've found that just being able to go into a room and be a normal human being and have like a nice, even fun conversation is a positive, especially when you're you're interviewing with people who would be working with you. They're almost as much as they are looking for specific qualifications. They're looking for like, 
are you okay to be around? Am I going to be sick of you? Mm-hmm. Can we sit in a room or an office together and get something done without hating each other? Yeah, the job that I have now when I interviewed for it, uh, I had been looking for other jobs. And so I had been on a couple job interviews and they, they were always just so uncomfortable. <laughs> but when I got out of this job interview, I was like, I feel pretty good about yeah. this. They seemed to uh, enjoy talking to me and I seemed to enjoy talking to them. <laughs> And lo and behold, I got that job. (laughs) They also thought you seemed to be interested in talking to them. Yes. And then after I got hired, I showed my true colors. Ah! And I am a nightmare. (laughs) Yeah, you and I both started new jobs pretty quick with it. So I think we were both on the job market around the same time. Yeah. Ooh, it was a rough time, man. Yes, it was. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) There were some rough interviews for me. Sounds like there were some rough interviews for you. Yeah. Mm. I got a lot of, though, just sending out, and I don't know um, how much this played in for you as well, but most of my job hunting experience Mm -hmm. was firing off a bunch of applications and never hearing anything. Absolutely. Was this, is this your second job since you've lived in LA? Um, we'll call it second, we'll call, yeah, we'll say second job that i got i have pay stubs for let's put it that way because <laughs> i had God, what were you making well, money doing no, <laughs> <laughs> uh i had a job reviewing um movies oh yes. and i would get paid like through paypal basically right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, i just quit that job a couple oh, weeks ago look at you yes how you feel feel great how you doing? <laughs> uh, we've that was, I did have that in my notes for how you doing. I was like, ah, we don't need to talk about it. We're getting but it came it up now. organically. It did come up organically. And I think relevant. Oh, uh, yes. Hmm, we've done it. That The interview for that job was so bizarre, too. Because it was um, the guy who runs the, the channel or, or the site. He... Um, Lives in, like, Minnesota or something like that. So I have never met him. That's tough. Uh, I have no idea what he looks like. Uh, He asked to have a phone call with me at, you know, like, 1 p.m. But because he's in Minnesota, uh, he was going by his own local time and not by my time. (laughs) Um, And we just had a bizarre, like, phone conversation where he was going on and on. It was mostly him just telling me what his site was and barely asking me any questions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does the trick, I yeah. guess. I guess. I mean, I, I got the job. <laughs> it's weird that similarly, like, I mean, LA is one of the big, one of the top three biggest cities in the US. I think it's the second largest next to New York. New York, yeah. And so, yeah, you, I mean, so many people live here, but I've had two jobs since I've uh, lived here, and both the corporate offices were in New York. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, I mean, it's a busy, uh, you know, very populated city, and we've both had only two jobs in the four-ish years that we've lived here. Yeah, it's it's so, 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 and this leads to another question I have, but so much 
and this is to a certain degree everywhere, but particularly in LA, it is who you know. Absolutely. Oh my God. It's impossible to get a job without yeah. knowing people. Well, and especially in the industry that you and I are dancing around. Dancing around. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, um, I, in the like entertainment and creative industries, it is a oh, lot yeah. of like, who do you know? Even for like the the PA job where they yell at you all day. Yeah. Like, you got to know somebody in order to be yelled at for 12 hours. And it should be, like, even just for a PA job, like, it probably needs to be, like, a higher-up person. Yeah. <laughs> like, can't just know, like, oh, yeah, I know a writer's I know another they, PA. <laughs> not gonna help. Have you had the experience, positive or negative, and obviously because this will involve <laughs> people, people that you know, you sure. don't have to go into too much detail, but have you done job interviews where you were strictly straight up using a friend as a reference uh no i i don't think so there was one after i graduated college uh because i graduated <laughs> i graduated a year early wow um, yeah, that's what uh taking college credit in high school will do for you um <laughs> But anyways, it's very straightforward advice. It, yeah. It's, I mean, I took the same number of credits, just took them early. But um, my roommate was going to have one more year to go. Mm -hmm. And the summer before he had um, worked on the campus doing like different maintenance things. Oh, sure. Uh, and then they like pay for his lodging on the campus yeah. and, and stuff like that. So after graduation, I had no idea what, I didn't have a job lined up or anything. Right. So I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll just stick around uh, on campus and and just do the, the maintenance stuff there because I like the town surrounding the campus. Yeah. So maybe I'll just hang out here a couple more months uh, and then figure something out. And so uh, he helped me apply for that, but they were like, no, it's for people who are going to be enrolled mm -hmm. you can't do it having graduated mm -hmm. so that i mean that was as close as i got to using like a friend or reference as a as a job but that was, right. that was it. what about you yeah <laughs> definitely one uh semi-recently like uh, appreciated the help so much i uh, had a friend help me out and get me an interview and man i i bombed that one <laughs> i felt so much more responsible for it knowing that there was a friend of mine sure. on the other end who was going to hear yeah who was going to be asked like really and really when when i say i bombed it i mean like i it was it was kind of a, a, a like i felt like the interview was going great because like i said I've, I've gotten pretty good at it and i was, sure. I was like hey i'm happy to happy to get an interview <clears throat> And it went really well and then ended in the person interviewing me just saying, like, straight up, like, okay, like, as if they'd already knew this and were telling me, like, we just talked to you because your friend <laughs> said we should talk to you. <laughs> You're clearly a little underqualified for this, but if you want to apply again for a, a lower job <laughs> that comes around sometime, uh, we would love to have you. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I did not ace that one. <laughs> I um had a job interview for the Disney store. Ooh. And it wait, was which Disney store? 
it was in Disneyland. No, no, no. Oh, it was man. in uh, the Chandler Fashion Mall in Arizona. It's my second favorite Arizona Fashion Mall. <laughs> uh, the interview style was they pair you up with another person interviewing for the job. Uh, yeah, just one person. Just one other person. I definitely want to talk about group interviews. Yeah, yeah. later, but I don't know that I've ever had that happen yeah one interviewer and two interviewees Ew. yeah well because it i mean it, pit, it pits you against each other yeah and uh i they i knew they were gonna ask well i didn't know but i had a pretty good feeling that they were going to ask um you know what disney character do you most identify with because that's something that when you look at like typical interview questions mm. that's one of the things that comes up disney store or not is like is there how would you is there a character you would describe yourself as or you really relate to can i guess who your disney character was? sure go ahead and guess did, did you have one i did <laughs> i'm gonna guess donald duck that is a good i do feel like i relate uh, to donald duck i didn't no, say that though you are not I, wearing pants right now and just wear wearing a sailor suit on the upper half so yeah that you, is you led me that <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I wore to the interview. So maybe they expected that answer. Yeah, that... So when I finally revealed my character, they were really thrown. You overthought this. I... <laughs> but the person uh, that I was interviewing with answered first. Ooh, gross. And she went uh, Princess Fiona, mm. which is a character from the Shrek franchise. Which is a franchise that is DreamWorks and not Disney. What a fool. So I thought, oh, I have this in the bag. (laughs) But I also didn't want to give some answer like, oh, I relate to Mickey Mouse. Or or even the genie. Because the genie would be something that I feel like a lot of people would use. You've been the genie. I've been the genie. I've been there, done that. (laughs) So I don't need to say I relate to the genie because I am the genie. I am. I live the bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but the thing is instead I just, so I decided, okay, I'll take my favorite movie. Yes. Uh, Disney movie, which is the lion King deal. And I told them that the characters that I related to the most were the hyenas in the lion King. Cause I love to laugh. <laughs> Did you say that you, because you love, because to laugh? I love to laugh that's is awesome. what I said. That's um, so great. But then I felt like, Ooh, that's kind of a controversial answer because the hyenas eat their superior <laughs> alive at the end of the movie. So I was like, I got to get out ahead of this. That's so I a said, bold choice to just pick someone on the villain's side. Yeah, it was a bold choice. Um, but it's a choice I respect. Thank you. You're welcome. So I think I told them like, you know, and I know they eat the. I they know they eat Scar at the end of that movie. Oh, you mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, I did because I I was in full panic mode. I was like, because the the look on the woman's face after because I was planning on just saying because I love to laugh, but the look on her face was like, uh, excuse me. I know they eat their superiors, so, but that's not me. That's not me. Unless you really wrong me, like Scar really wronged those hyenas. <laughs> So I didn't get that job. Uh, okay, I get that. <laughs> but I love your strategy, and Thanks. I understand your panic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was uh, I just wanted to give a different answer, and I certainly did. I I don't think very many people say, uh, you know, I really relate to Shanzi Bonsai and Ed from The Lion King. 
I'm impressed you know their names. Hey, we've talked about it. I've got a wide cartoon you, character encyclopedia uh, brain. You know the stuff. Yeah, that, it's it's tough. That's a very thin line between because you like like I was saying earlier, you kind of don't feel like you want to give that answer that everybody right. hears. I'm Belle because I like to read. <laughs> <laughs> like. But, yeah, it's that thin line between is this an original answer that's like, hey, that's cute and memorable and leaning towards cannibalism. (laughs) Yeah, it's a fine line between cute and cannibalism. You know what? Maybe it's not now that I say it out loud. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the other thing that's tough about the one, and this is probably true in group interviews, too, but um, the idea that if you're not the first person to answer yeah you're kind of like oh well i mean they kind of said my answer of like oh no i really want to work here because blah 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 or really big or good qualities for me are also the same good qualities that this person just said that's a nightmare yeah that's that would stress me out so much yeah because yeah you can't even if that's if they gave the perfect answer and it was not only the perfect answer they were looking for, but the perfect answer to you. Yeah. You didn't have to come off like you were lying. It was right. something you could say genuinely from your heart. A tear would roll down your face. Yes. But it's the exact same thing that other person said. You can't say that. <laughs> it's out. Yeah. Have you had much or any experience with group interviews? Uh, the only group interview I've had is in college. I interviewed to be um an ra uh and they room attendant <laughs> i think it's uh room advisor or resident advisor i think, I think that, it's yeah, resident, resident advisor, advisor. um huh, you can see why i didn't get it <laughs> you can see that i didn't go to college <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i had interviewed for that and the second round of interviews was a group interview gross yeah it was gross uh, we had to do, cause it was, it, I mean, you're competing against each other, but you also have to seem like you can work together because right. in one dorm building, all of the different RAs are going to have to work together and communicate together. So you're simultaneously working as a team while also competing against each other, which it's is impossible. very difficult <laughs> line to walk. I'm going to argue it's an impossible line. It can't <laughs> be done and they shouldn't ask you to do it. <laughs> Good. We did have to do a skit at one point of like, of like showing the values or whatever. I don't know what it was. Like you had to write a skit together. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. And all I really remember was that I played a football player, and I hey. broke the fourth wall to acknowledge how ridiculous it was that I was <laughs> playing a football player. And uh, I mean, they got a laugh in the hey, room. You're milking those laughs. Yeah, that's really that's really what I was there for. I was like, I got to stand out in this one particular way. <laughs> Did you end up getting put on that team? Nope. Oh, man. But you got a laugh. I got the laugh. And at the end of the day, isn't that what really matters? It's not the money. (laughs) (laughs) Or the things that look good on your resume. It's getting a laugh in the room. Uh, Sadly true for (laughs) me. (laughs) 
but you've had group interview stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've really only had a few group interviews. One of them was pretty normal. One of them is the most insane interview process I've ever been through. Which I'll Let's only about. talk about the normal one. Okay. Uh, I don't yeah, think anyone's in, interested in the most insane experience. Everyone was about equally qualified, and we all did well, and we were competitive. And all right, the let's, one person got the job. Let's move into plugs. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just tell the crazy one. Back in Seattle when I was living there, I forget at what point this was, but it was a period where I was just like, I'm, it, I want to say it was a case of like, I'm leaving this job on this date and need to figure something out fast. There was, okay. like, there was a timeline on it and it was a long period of interviewing and not getting interviews and not getting jobs, obviously. And this one came my way and it was... It just seemed like, you know, one of those, like, hey, this is too good to be true sort of situation. Oh, okay, yeah. AKA, a job interview I found via Craigslist. Oh, yes. Gotta do it. Uh, it actually ended up, it was a a real job, but um, I'll have to walk you through it so you can be in my headspace. Got it. So, Craigslist posting, I respond to it. It was for a, a video editing position, which is something I do. Great. I was like, hey, qualified. I responded to it. I got a response back. I got an email back saying, we would love to have you in. We looked over your resume, and you look like just the candidate we're wanting to talk to. Can you come in on this date? Heads up, it's uh, not formal wear. <laughs> not like, not yes, like an put evening. Put on your best tux and come on down. <laughs> um, but above business attire, basically wear a suit. What's okay. the qualification? I'm like, oh, all right. I know. Uh, and that, hey, that's a whole nother. We, we got to talk about what you wear to a job interview. Sure. I don't recommend sailor's outfit with no <laughs> pants. I learned it the hard way and uh, I'm trying to save all of you. I'll take your advice. Um, so they wanted me to wear, uh, wear a suit. These are the only things. Wear a suit. Bring your resume and send us a link to your demo reel. Okay. Mm-hmm. A demo reel being, which a demo reel is weird when you're an editor because like yeah. a reel is edited together, but it, it's hard to show like this, the difference between like, this is a thing I edited merged together with a bunch of other things I edited. I yeah. didn't necessarily shoot all of this, but that's not what you're looking for, but it's edited. It's edited editing together. Right. <laughs> well, and I've similarly, uh, I've been asked to link to a demo reel of for projects that I've written. Yeah. It's like, that's, you're not really going to see what it was like when I wrote it. It's either going to be way better or way worse. That is interesting. I don't want to get too far off topic, but that is interesting to think. Because, yeah, that to me, when you started saying that, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty, like, yeah, people want to see the finished product. But, yeah, wouldn't it make more sense to just want the script? Because now you're, like, even if, sometimes, I mean, what fuck do i know but like <laughs> once it's it's out there's the influence of the director and the actors on it maybe it worked out maybe it didn't i, I don't know yeah anywho i go to this job interview it is in the tallest building in seattle uh, the space needle nowhere near <laughs> the space needle is so small <laughs> Is it really? It really is. It, it is nowhere near the tallest building in Seattle. Um, 
which is weird you would think it is but in the skyline yeah pretty pretty small little thing huh um columbia tower i believe is the name of it <clears throat> i'm like oh damn this is uh this is big business um oh okay meet in the lobby i go into the lobby i've got my little folder with my resume and uh i've sent in my desert demo reel <clears throat> and uh the lobby is filled with maybe 50 other people in suits with a folder and yeah. their resume. <laughs> All of you sound exactly like the person we're looking for. Uh, yeah, just immediately the second you walk in, I'm just like... Oh, no, you didn't even look at my resume at all. <laughs> I, you just invited everyone that responded to that here. Oh, awesome. And now group interview time. So they took us up in shifts. They're probably like, that's not an exaggerated number, probably roughly 50 people <laughs> all lined up to do this these group job interviews. And they brought us up. So my group was probably 20 people in it. <clears throat> Um, that seems like a lot of people for oh one my group. God, it was it was big. Uh, all fifty of us cram, or not all fifty of us, all twenty of us cram into an elevator. <laughs> they take us up to, oh God, like the fortieth floor, just something outrageous where you're like, oh man, okay, we're going up. And again, at this point, I don't know what this job is even for yet. I just know it's an editing job, and they wanted me to wear a suit. It turns out. It's a job to be a video editor for a hedge fund billionaire. What? <laughs> Works out of Columbia Tower in Seattle. I forget his name. I probably don't need to name names. But genuinely, like I looked into him. It's not a scam. It is not a real thing. This, or it is a real thing. This guy is a hedge fund billionaire, and he's looking for someone to edit video for him. And of so, what? <laughs> I to this day I do not know. Um something. I guess he had video projects. I mean when you're a billionaire you've got I guess. capital to spare. Sure. Yeah, make some videos. Um so I, I snap into the headspace of like, you know, you try to self-talk yourself up. Like, yes, I should be here. Of course right. I can be a video editor for a hedge fund billionaire. <laughs> and so the Guy walks in, all of us are, are shepherded into this uh, meeting room, and uh, there's very serious guy with a clipboard and a suit on, and he's like, the, <laughs> the hedge fund billionaire will be entering soon. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy walks in, he's wearing like sweatpants, he's drinking a frappuccino, he's wearing sunglasses indoors, just like... The trumpets play. Yeah. Like, now yeah. presenting! <laughs> just as laid back a person as could be and he, he just like like in an 80s movie just kicks his feet up on the table is like all right hey guys i'm looking for a, an editor like we're gonna <laughs> go on, just like tell me a little bit about yourself like just might as well have just said like hey i don't care man like it's all cool just whatever you got man you're all hired <laughs> like, <laughs> so we go one by one and we have to pitch ourselves mm -hmm. which is awful and terrifying and a thing i don't do well i'm much better at right like a job interview face to face like let's have a conversation than i am uh my name's evan cox i'm a uh, video editor i've done this and this and this um 
So I listened to... I was late in it. I was probably number 16 or so, I want to say. So like 15 other people have gone ahead of me and already pitched. All of us are so redundant because we all do the same job. And, you know, like you were saying, you don't want to give the same answer. It's like we literally all have to. (laughs) Uh, My name's Evan and I like to party. (laughs) Hey, that that would have been something. I could have, <laughs> I, I relate to the hyenas <laughs> in the Lion King. You'll notice I'm wearing a sailor suit and no pants. <laughs> Honestly, this guy might have respected the move. <laughs> might have done the trick. I uh, so it gets to me. I say, yeah, oh, I'm Evan Cox. At the time, whatever year this was, this is probably seven or eight years ago, and like to a certain degree, it still is. But in video editing, Final Cut Pro was king. Um, right, yeah. This is pre-Final Cut X when everything got a little different and a lot of people jumped ship. I'm a Adobe Premiere editor at this point. But at the time, Final Cut 7 was still a thing. And that was, hey, that's one of the best editing softwares out there. So everyone was using uh, Final Cut Pro 7. I had uh, experience also on Avid Media Composer, which is a different one that a lot of professionals use. And I was like, hey... Everyone here is just saying they use Final Cut Pro. I'm going to let them know I use both because I am serious, dedicated to my craft. I know both softwares. I am the king. Hire me. <laughs> Instead. You had, I, I was ready to hire you up until the very end when you oh, declared shit. yourself the king. <laughs> I said... Uh, my name is Evan Cox. I do video editing over here. I do video editing over here. I uh, went to school here and learned Final Cut Pro. I'm also fluent in uh, Avid Media Composer. I also like an 80s movie. Essentially, got laughed out of the room. <laughs> Nobody oh. saw it as a positive. Oh, someone made a joke about it. <laughs> oh my God! Everyone laughed at the joke. <laughs> Oh, that's so uncomfortable. I felt like an asshole. And that was pretty much where my pitch ended. So the last note of my pitch about myself was like, and there's this great thing about me. And 20 people thought it was hilarious. Oh, that's so awkward. (laughs) And insulting to Avid Media Composer, a fine editing program. (laughs) (laughs) So... The, everyone finishes their pitches. Laid back guy, literally, I don't remember what he said, but it might as well have just been, you guys are all great. Like, oh man, I wish I could hire all of you. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he, and the other 30 people in the lobby. He's. I remember this. He's, he's stood up to walk out and like puts his sunglasses back on and goes like, I gotta, like, I gotta run out and grab something to eat really quick. Um, my guy over here is gonna like take care of you guys. I'll be back in a minute and we're gonna check out all of your demo reels which was a panic inducing moment because sure. after listening to everyone else talk i realized like oh man my demo reel is awful <laughs> <laughs> i i i was terrified and realized like i had assumed again even through all of this and realizing they hadn't looked at my resume i had assumed they had looked at my demo reel and realized they hadn't, and my demo reel did <laughs> not look good, and I we were going to this hedge fund billionaire's theater. 
Oh my god. To screen one by one all of our demo reels. And I was like, oh, yes. fuck. Like, I made the music for my demo reel and in GarageBand. It oh was my god. like out of samples. <laughs> it was questionable. It ended up getting me a job later. But <laughs> as horrifying as this sounds, if I were a hedge fund billionaire, mm-hmm. this is 100% how I would run a hiring oh, process. right? Just <laughs> screw with everybody. Post it on Craigslist so I get a bunch of weirdos. Listen to all the weirdos. Yeah. And then just bring them all in and just <clears throat> and just have it as like a... <laughs> Uh, a like gladiator arena where the the yays or the nays of the crowd decide if you continue that yeah oh man it uh so i i started panicking about showing my demo reel in a theater in front of everyone and getting laughed at again my demo reel edited together on avid media composer Um, (laughs) they all would have known um the second this guy leaves, and is like, you guys are all great. I'm just going to step out for a sec. I'll be right back, and we'll get back to it. We'll check out all your demo reels, man. Oh, I'll see you guys later. The second, like, he's not even to the elevator. The second he's out that glass door, serious guy with the clipboard walks back in and goes, okay, if I don't read your name off of this list, you can leave. Oh. <laughs> Lists off 10 people. The rest of us left. I was not on that list, and I had to... Make a sad exit with a bunch of other people in suits in an elevator. And all I could do was laugh. Like, it was such an outrageous experience across the board. I'm like, this is, it doesn't even hurt. This was just funny. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice that you didn't have to then watch all the demo reels, oh, I guess. Oh, man. That, yeah, I didn't need that. Did you feel a sense of relief that um, only 10 people advanced and not 19? Yeah. That would have been a really slow way to tell me. <laughs> All right, if your name's not on this list, names off everyone but me. It's like, oh, oh, me? Oh, other detail I completely forgot to mention. <laughs> I forgot this happened. We... When we were all pitching ourselves, we got through three people who said, uh, I'm this person, I've been an editor for this long, I went to this school, and blah, 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 blah. After the third person, somebody <laughs> somebody who was like maybe eighth or ninth in line just like steps out and goes, I don't think I'm right for this job. <laughs> I'm going to leave. And he just did. And he left. Oh my god. And everyone just stared at each that's, other like That's so great. Oh. And in my mind I'm kind of thinking like good on you. I should have done the same thing. But that's that was wow. That was pre me being laughed at. I could have left. That's incredible. <laughs> it was such a bold move and I was so proud of it. Oh my him. god. <laughs> Do you think he was a plant? Do you think he was like... Oh my god, just one more level just, of fun for the, yeah. the this hedge fund billionaire is just like a non-lethal jigsaw. Yeah, right. Fucking with video editors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm getting that. a lot of great ideas for when I become super rich. <laughs> I'm excited for you to be super rich. Let's get you there. Let's do it. Let's start a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been in um, a job interview where they try to, like, test your practical skills in the interview? Yes. That's also a nightmare. Yeah. Ugh. You. I I had a job where it was right before I got the job that I have now where I was looking for different jobs. And it was at this 
this captioning uh, place. <laughs> and uh, it was up in like Santa Clarita. <clears throat> so, <Gross>. yeah. <laughs> so I drive like at the 30 minutes or whatever um, up to this, this studio. And I get there and it's like a Wednesday afternoon at like, I don't know, 2.30. And there's... I think there's like one employee in this whole office oh, geez. and he, he, uh, he doesn't really even ask me too many questions. He asks me a couple, but he's like, Hey, we're going to test like how good you are at, at closed captioning. <laughs> oh, that's scary. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he, um, so he puts me in this little booth with just a microphone and some headphones, and he's like, "All right, two turntables." Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "All right, uh, there. The instructions are here on the computer screen in front of you. Uh, you there's a practice clip, and then like a a real clip. Okay. Um, so just so what you end up doing, and I would have assumed that closed captioning, you like type out what you are hearing. Yeah. Instead, what you do is you hear the thing." And then you say it into the microphone <laughs> and you try to keep the pace. What? And then the program that you're like, that it's hooked, that the microphone is hooked up to will transcribe what you're saying. Now, I don't fully understand why they can't just transcribe the audio from whatever clip right. is playing. I don't know why they need me, the middleman. That's odd. Yeah, the, even if it couldn't, like, you couldn't just drag a file and they could just play it into the microphone right. you were using. <laughs> yes. But what uh, what they did was that there's the practice clip um, and it was like President Obama giving some speech. Yeah. And for the most part, I could keep up with it because President Obama has like a very specific That's, cadence yeah. Yeah. and it's a little slower and there are pauses in between some of the words. So I could I could keep up. No problem. Um, I was tempted to do an impression of him while I did it, but I, <laughs> I refrained. Uh, but then it's like, okay, now that you have a feel for what closed captioning is, yeah. go ahead and play the real clip and just see how you do. If you like lose your place, just kind of wait until you can regain it. Don't try and like, uh, catch or go back because that's going to create a snowball effect. Just get what you can. Um, if you, if you happen to lose your place, just pick up right when you, when you can. It's nothing scarier than being told, like, if you do this one thing, it'll create a snowball. Effect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I'm like, okay, well, I've got a decent handle on this now. Yeah. So I play this next <laughs> clip and it's not president Obama giving a speech. <laughs> it's a full put together audio package with a million different people being interviewed and, and a voiceover narration. It's like a full on documentary clip uh on on jeff bezos was the the topic but it's like tonight on nbc jeff bezos uh oh well i created amazon and uh it was all these different things he's a millionaire it's like these million different people like overlaying the audio on top of each other and i sucked so bad (laughs) i was like i'm a jeff bezos um." so they wanted you to you're saying it while it's playing yeah good lord yeah that's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And so if I, the clip ends and I'm, uh, so I walk out of the booth and I'm like, and he's like, are you done? It's like, uh, yep. It's like, all right, we'll be in contact. Like, okay. 
And then I did not get that job. So were they listening while you were doing it, or you just went no. private? You just got to go privately in a booth. I got to and go have privately a in the full booth. on panic attack. Yeah, and then they and walk out being like, "Yep, I'm done. Yes, I have completed the task you have given me. It's just how I liked it." <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then they just then I left. Oof, that's horrifying. Yeah, it was real awkward. Why? That's funny because, like, why? I know I've done like not uh, captioning like that, but some like transcribing yeah. stuff, and while you know typing, not speaking it out, and yeah, the whole idea is like you play a little bit and right. you can type, but then you can stop it and catch up and go back. I can't. <laughs> yeah, it was really bizarre. <laughs> That's hysterical, <laughs> and I'm sorry you had to yeah, go through that. So weird. <laughs> Since we both uh, are dancing around the creative entertainment industries. Gotta dance. Gotta dance around them. <laughs> oh, you haven't danced around the entertainment and creative industries? You, you must. must. <laughs> um, but since we do that, do you ever uh, find yourself in like the job interview scenario and it's revealed that they're not going to pay you? It's just going to be good exposure. I've been fortunate enough to not experience that as much because i nipped the 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 freelance energy in the bud pretty early and have been doing kind of corporate creative work for a long time okay um but now i'm familiar with it and having not experienced it i find it all the more (laughs) insulting and fascinating (laughs) (laughs) and you i have uh not taken a job for the exposure, but I've def- I've been in Not the scenarios offers. of like, yeah, you can write these things and it'll be it'll be good exposure. You can put it on your resume, put it in your reel. The t- no thanks. <sighs> it's I can't yeah. pay my rent with exposure. No, uh, yeah, it's tough when you can't. There's no like if you don't know who the people are, or they've never made anything before. You can't vet like right. Well, is this gonna be good? Like, yeah. If you're uh, like okay. Mark Duplass, <laughs> you want to <laughs> give me some exposure? Fuck yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, sure. I'll take a vacation day at yeah. work. I will come do something for you. And hey, that's neat. But like, exposure, just exposure on its own is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want people like, oh, hundreds, hundreds of people saw this. It's not very good. <laughs> yeah. But you're involved. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I guess going back to something we said we could we could talk about as well. Uh, uh, job interview attire. Ooh, yes. Not just my my suit. Because uh, I've never liked... Maybe a few times early on I would do the full-on like suit with a jacket. That uh-huh. just always feels like too much to me. I, I, for a long time, was just like a dress shirt with a tie. Uh-huh. Uh, and since I've gotten... And maybe that's L.A. happening to me. <laughs> I've gotten pretty casual <laughs> in job <laughs> interviews, which is uh, maybe a little bit of this, maybe a little bit of that. But still, like, I think you could be casual and look nice. For sure. Uh, that's the, the wave I try to ride. Uh, how about you? I'm usually shirt and tie. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I put on the jacket just because I like you like to have the up. jacket on, yeah. We're a couple of guys who like dressing up. We're a couple up. of guys who love to dress up. <laughs> dress up. <laughs> yeah. it's That's a phrase that, depending on which syllable you emphasize, <laughs> seems to have a different meaning. 
What was your first job? My first job I ever got? Yes. Ooh, I was a, a cook slat. Well, started as a dishwasher at a teriyaki restaurant in my hometown and eventually was cooking burgers at a teriyaki restaurant in my hometown. Mm. And then yeah, I got it. then moved up and did some some chicken, some fried rice. Yeah, it, was, it was honestly it was a great job. I loved working okay. there. Cool. <laughs> and yours? Uh, well, I had worked. Uh, this doesn't really count, but I had worked with my dad uh, during the summers for a little bit, so that I could have something on my resume. Hell yeah! Um, so that's but, that's where you you beat me out, and you didn't have to have the the interview process of zero resume. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I had an in with the company. I knew somebody <laughs> pretty high up. You've got to know somebody. <laughs> um, but uh, I, the first two jobs that I had like actually applied for and mm-hmm. gotten, uh, well, let's say I'm going to go with the one. Cause the other one was like a, a camp counselor, but I, it was for, um, it was through a company that I had gone through. So like I had been, it was through like a speech and debate. It was like a speech and debate summer camp. You were teaching middle school kids what high school speech and debate was like. Oh, and so I had gone through that. Yeah. And I had gone through that program. So I had uh, in, in again, again, I guess you had those qualifications, right? Uh, the first job that I got out of the blue was that same summer as the camp counselor job, uh, where I would, go to different supermarkets in the greater Phoenix area, mm-hmm. set up a booth, do product demonstrations, oh. and then try to sell you the product I had just demonstrated. Fun? No! <laughs> took a shot in the dark. It might have been fun. <laughs> the paycheck that I got during training was a lot of fun. Hey. It was huge. Ooh. But they do it that way because the rest of your pay is 100% commission-based. So if you don't sell products in the grocery store, you're screwed. Yikes. That's that's difficult. Yeah. I have fortunately never had to work for commission. Um, but I know, yeah, I applied for a lot of jobs at like... Uh, stereo store you gotta sell stereos or you gotta sell clothes to make your money yeah um i can't imagine like what sort of project or products were you it was um a vegetable or it was like a food slicer so like a like the sort Uh, of washboard and you like slice it across mandolin yeah 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 that is uh mandolin yeah yeah um and the so it was like it's a product that works. Right. Like I have it. Um, Is that your your sales pitch? Yeah, because <laughs> it's a product that works. Listen, they want me to go through an entire thirty minute script, but I'm just going to tell you this is a product that works. That's all you need to know. Um, no, it was uh, so it was the the food slicer, and um, the thing about it is because you're not like in a stereo store and working for the stereo store, you're like a third party contractor. Like this could be anybody work in this booth. Yeah. Uh, someone that I found a lot of, uh, a lot of shoppers don't want to buy from is, uh, an 18 year old kid (laughs) because that has scam artist written all over it. They would buy, we would go through the same scripts and like the, uh, there were like six people that went through training with me and it was like, a bunch of moms and grandparents and then me, the like 18 year old fresh out of 
uh, high school who just had really good public speaking skills. Right. Um, but it wasn't about public speaking in that job. It was about convincing you, like, you need to buy this. There's a big difference between yeah. selling and public speaking. Totally. And I just didn't have the selling ability it was it i wasn't fired but a couple months in they were like take a week off and think about if this is really for you (laughs) i was like i don't need that full week (laughs) i can tell you right now not my thing no (laughs) Uh, that's awful yeah they were like it's because you're not saying the script at the right pace i was like i'm pretty sure that's not what it is (laughs) There are other problems. Yes. <laughs> but I'm sure there, I mean, there are a million more things we could talk about with jobs, I'm sure. And I'm sure we will in the future. I'm sure this will come back around. Um, but, yeah. So what did we learn? We learned 80% confidence. 80% confidence, 20% knowing what you're doing. Um, Is that different than confidence? I, I don't know. Hey, man, if you're putting it out there. I don't know. Knowing something. I feel good when I know something. <laughs> All right. You got me there. Um, I think we learned something else, though, because uh, I don't, I don't want to just leave it on what we already knew. Didn't we? We, we learned. Uh, <laughs> that might have been it. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't uh, don't always uh, look for jobs on Craigslist. Not <laughs> sure. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, i got nothing but what a story you you had coming out of that oh man that's what i knew walking out of that building i was like i've got a story on my hands i don't have a job or money <laughs> but i have a tale to weave <laughs> 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 yeah i guess that's it we learned you got to be confident uh wear a, wear a tie or don't wear a tie you can sure. look nice be casual um yeah group look interviews nice. are a nightmare yeah look nice <laughs> hope you don't have a group interview mm-hmm. be confident uh and and uh sell those qualifications you That's, have i don't want to uh, we can come back around to it later i don't want to i don't want to take us off of ending too quickly but man that's a whole big thing of it like why can't a, a group interview why can't you just know ahead of time like they're always a surprise to me every group yeah. interview i've ever had i didn't know it was going to be one yeah, I think that I might have known about the RA one. Yeah, because it was the second interview in the the process, oh, okay. so I think so they, they told, told us. You. But uh, yeah, the Disney Store one, no idea. I would have prepared significantly differently. Yeah, because you got. I mean, it's it it really. You're not just selling yourself. You're competing against. You're trying to unsell the other person in the room. You got to fight. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we solved that. <laughs> Is that what we do here? Yeah. <laughs> Problem solved. Problem solved. No one is ever going to struggle in a job interview again. Oh, I think we're heroes in that respect. I I think that that's fair. And I don't think we get the credit we deserve. Not enough people refer to us as heroes. <laughs> Chris, you got anything going on right now you want to talk about? Uh, Yeah. Uh, I'm going back to my roots. I'm going to be back at some grocery stores. Oh. Uh, I'm not going to be in them uh selling products i'm gonna be outside uh the the front there um you know a lot of people like to buy uh like dogs from like the box that people will have outside a lot of of store people love buying dogs that way a lot of people love buying dogs out of boxes (laughs) 
and I it got me thinking like hey what about all of the the boys and girls in the country who don't have a family so I have just put them all in a cardboard box you get to go outside the adoption system just if you want this (laughs) this child you can have him you have children I I have a guy who gets me the children Okay, I'm not going to dig too deep into that. That feels like sticky water. <laughs> huh, I don't see it that way, but... <laughs> uh, do you have something you'd like to plug? Yeah, I, I started, uh, you know, like Dollar Shave Club. I do know Dollar Shave Club. They'll give you, you pay a dollar and you get like five razor blades at a time. Yeah, if they want to sponsor this podcast, please do not hesitate to well, reach out. Well, I've got a bone to pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Why? They give you five razors, but you got to ask for a blade or a, a handle. Like, oh, really? Yeah. I've never used Dollar Shave Club. I use so Dollar I... Shave Club. I get five blades every month, and I don't get a new handle every month. I got to reuse the same handle. I'm selling my razor handles. So you can, when you get five blades, you get five handles. And uh, you can buy them at my new website, www.getagripdollarshave.com. Oh, uh, starting... that domain was available? I, it wasn't. I had to, It was like 3K. Okay, so you're very serious about this. Yeah, well, yeah, he was very serious about how much that domain was. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a business in full stride. I took out a loan. Well, I mean, I, I, it seems like... Um... It seems like five hand uh, uh, handles or whatever a month is um, is more than you would need, but it's it's clearly something you're passionate about. You've pointed out the flaw in Dollar Shave Club's uh, business model, so for that, I think I think you're you're on the right track. You have a lot of people uh, signing up, or is this just the start of the business? Not a lot of people signing up. Honestly, I feel like you kind of also just poked a hole in my uh, business model. I don't see it that that way. People don't necessarily need that many handles. All right, I'm going to think about that one. Don't go to that website for a while. It's just going to be a 404 page. Oh, okay. I'll figure this out. Okay, well, goodbye. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.